Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 123. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mary. Uh, We've had a pretty busy week, uh, starting off with my quarantine is officially done with. I'm able to roam the world. Kind of. Uh, Not that I've been roaming the world that much uh, these days, but, you know, uh, life is good. Um, So you quarantined for 14 days. And then yeah, uh, you were out on days. Sunday. Yeah, I was out on Sunday. And uh, this is uh, when we decided to, uh, you had a surprise. We we made some gingerbread houses. <laughs> yep. You said and it wasn't I Christmas have... without a gingerbread house. And so yeah, it's not, made it's some not gingerbread, gingerbread houses. House. And yeah. yeah, it turns out you're a much better artist than me. I mean, this is probably to be expected, but uh you're also a better uh, house builder than me as well. I remember because, uh, you know, when we were putting, like, our walls up, creating the foundation yeah. of our gingerbread house, <laughs> I started putting the roof on as one of the side walls. See, I wasn't like, paying attention to your to you. I thought you could follow the instructions, but I look over, and you have one of the roof pieces sideways <laughs> uh, as one of the walls, yeah, and you're like, how does this fit? And I was like, well, you're putting it together all wrong. And, yeah. And then I had to help hold it together as you put it on. I did all mine on my own, but yeah, okay. very yeah, very Mary's over here finished finished uh, her foundation, and she's like, okay, let me let me take some time out to hold Brian's stuff together so it can you know the icing can uh you know keep the the sides of the gingerbread house together. Yeah, but we I got made that a, done. I mean, mine Gonzaga themed, and I have on one side of the roof I wrote Zags out in the candy, and the other side it has blue and red lights and then the front of the house has a basketball hoop i use a uh, gumball that's orange as a basketball and then on the gingerbread man it i put gu yes and i didn't have that much forethought to make mine a certain <laughs> theme so i just put <laughs> the sprinkles all over the we're not sprinkles but uh like these little candies that resembled uh christmas lights all over the place i put as much candy in as i could <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting a lot of utility out of this this gingerbread house. We're getting it uh, as sugary as possible, minus uh, I think there were like some uh, gumballs that I just decided not to use. Uh, but overall, uh, that was a super fun event, and uh, yeah, I encourage uh, everyone to make a gingerbread house. It's not too late. Christmas hasn't happened yet. Uh, it's an extremely fun thing to do. And then we went. So a few weeks ago on the podcast, I had talked about good places to go look at Christmas lights, since mm-hmm. that's a good socially distant activity to do this year. Um, and so there's one in the Ballard Crown Hill area. Um, it's on 85th and 21st or 22nd, both streets. So we went and drove around there, and um, it was incredible. Like every single house for many, many blocks had tons and tons of lights. I mean, obviously some houses went more out than others, but every house had lights on it. Yeah, it was a pretty big neighborhood. It was at least, uh, you know, like five blocks worth of houses, I'd say. Yeah. That were just... And it was you know, pretty crowded. Like there was lots of cars, but yeah, um, you could you could tell that other people were. It was not. It was more than just the residents. People were coming through this neighborhood just to look at all the homes. Literally, is over a hundred homes, yeah, at least that you know were completely uh, filled up with lights. And then I, so this is on How like is every. This, How did this they is on like this? every uh, guide of Seattle, like good places to go look at lights. And mm-hmm. I read later after we went that it's highly encouraged. In their HOA, 
that they decorate their houses for Christmas. So I was like, ah. okay, that a little makes a little more sense. But still, every single house had at least some lights up and others tons and tons of lights up. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was it was a spiritual experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was that was the most it looked like a theme park, quite frankly. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, what else did you do this week, Brian? Well, I got a surprise uh uh gift in the mail yesterday. Uh Mary was telling me, you know, uh go check your mail. <laughs> and you're like, I'll so check like, the mail tomorrow. So I'm like, uh, fine. <laughs> So I went downstairs, checked the mail, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have something addressed to me. And it's a pretty big box. Right now I'm looking at the box. It's like a foot wide. It's, you know, foot wide, foot long, and then like four feet tall. So it's it's like a pretty big box. And on, on the label it says, live plants. Keep this side up. And when Brian read this, he texted Elise and I and said, eh, I'll open it tomorrow. I was like, it's a well, live plant. Why would you wait to open it? Yes. Yeah, anyways. Nice. Well, anyways, I opened it at that night, just for the record. And <laughs> yeah, it, it turned out to be a little mini Christmas tree. And Because uh, we all remember, just a refresher, Brian bought a tree on Amazon, but he opened it and it turned out to be a black tree, which I didn't even know those were sold. Anyways. Yeah, I didn't know those existed either, but uh, yeah. But, and I was like, oh, no, am I going to have a Christmas tree? But, no, I, I, I got a gift, and thank you uh, to your parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the gift says, to Brian from Santa, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. It was meant it was to be anonymous. It was a yes, problem. Was... <laughs> but then yeah, it, it was... said Elizabeth Conyard on it, and you didn't know who that was. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, is there a Conyard I don't know? And you're <laughs> like, that's my mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. Okay. Betsy yeah, is a nickname sense. for Elizabeth. And then yep. just now before recording this, you didn't know, still know that, I guess. And you asked me if Elizabeth was a fake name to try no. to throw you off. And I was like, no. I'm like, okay. Is it this was supposed like- to be an anonymous gift, but Costco messed up and it, she, they put her name on it. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It was, I mean, I, I, when I received the gift, I had no idea who it was from. <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple minutes ago did I finally figure it out. So very, it was anonymous. And uh, yeah, so it's like a little three-foot tree. It's it's a live tree. I think this is the the first live plant that I that is under my care and my responsibility. Oh I was watering it. I was making sure everything is happy. It's a happy tree. I put it as close to my window as possible so I could get some sunlight. This this tree is livid as long as humanly possible. Let me tell you. And it came with some uh, ornaments. So uh, yeah, it's a really nice tree, and I'm pretty happy about that. So thanks uh, to your parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else with you, Mary? Uh, um, let's see. This week I've been doing lots of crafting. I um, uh-huh. hel- helped my uh, cousin's friend needed some um, buckets. I put a design on some buckets for her. And then I've been making some Christmas um, stuff. Can't tell people about that yet. Um, and then mostly I've just been doing a lot of uh, Peloton holiday rides. I've been really enjoying that. It's a good way to get in the holiday spirit this year can't really do a lot so might as well ride my bike and listen to christmas music and uh i just have to say that the song that makes me work out the hardest out of christmas songs are not christmas songs but i've Uh discovered it's the song from home alone when they're running through the airport 
in that yeah, scene. Yeah, that's anxiety-inducing, let me tell you. It's... Yeah, and the instructors are like, run, <laughs> run, you're going to miss your plane. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> run. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty fun. That's... But, yeah, it's been fun to do all the different uh, holiday rides on that app, so I've been enjoying that. But speaking of some Christmas songs, I wanted to go over uh, the story of the song White Christmas, which was made famous by Bing Crosby, who went to Gonzaga. He lived, he grew up on the Gonzaga campus. Um, his house is right in front of College Hall. And um, he didn't graduate because he went, moved to Hollywood before that. I actually did a paper about him um, when I was in a jazz history class in college. But White Christmas is... Um, 50 million copies have been sold, and it's the best-selling Christmas song of all time. It's also the best-selling single ever, according to Guinness World Records. Um, wow. it, fir- it first aired during the Kraft Music Hall radio show, yes, the food company Kraft, on December 25th, 1941. Um, Bing Crosby was the host of that show, and he sang it, and uh, Pearl Harbor had just been attacked a few weeks before. Um, but the song was written by Irving Berlin, and he, funny enough, he was actually Jewish, but he wrote, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and he wrote White Christmas for a musical that eventually morphed into the movie Holiday Inn that Bing Crosby um, was in. And uh-huh. that ended up winning an Academy Award. And in 1954, the title track of another Bing Crosby Christmas musical, White Christmas, um, that was also in that. The Crosby um, sang this all over, and even though the original recording was lost uh, in the 1942 version, um, was also worn out. He re-recorded it, and people just always wanted him to sing sing it. Even though it's kind of a sad song, if you like listen to the lyrics, um, he said that you know everyone just wanted him to sing it. It's probably one of his most well-known songs. But just wanted to go over that and thought that was just an interesting backstory and a good story about a Zag. <laughs> yeah. Celebrate Zags everywhere. Yes. Speaking, speaking of, of Zags. Yeah, speaking of Zags. <laughs> um, we're going to have a new Zag. Uh, we have a new Zag now, actually. Um, yes. Uh, the NCAA changed a rule that allowed uh, uh, twenty-one or 2021 recruits uh, to basically, if they graduate uh, high school, to basically be part of the 2020 season. Right now. So, yes, yeah, so, which is right now. So Ben Gregg, who he graduated from high school, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, or pretty much, let me see. Well, he graduated anyway, so he Yeah, he, no longer, he, uh, he, because high school sports are on pause with COVID, he right. decided to leave high school and enroll in Gonzaga right now. Yeah, so he's going he's gonna to be on the team. I'm not sure if he's going to get that much playing time, but he's a six six foot eight uh, power forward. He's ranked uh, the number sixtieth player of his 2021 uh, class. So this is, this is a good player, and uh, quite frankly, we could use more uh, tall players on our team. Can never get get it. <laughs> can never have enough tall players on our team. But Drew Timmy and Ballo, uh, uh, he'll be good. Uh, Greg will be good uh, to mix in with them if they ever get any foul trouble or uh, you know get injured injured knock on wood um yeah i think this is going to be good and you know he's so young so practicing with gonzago is always better than just you know sitting around because he's not able to practice for, with his high yeah because he's not team. even able to practice for his high school team so this is great for him he's able to get 
good practice in, might even see some playing time. And uh, Brian, you know, if you were in high school and you weren't able to play basketball and then all of a sudden you had the opportunity to go play at the number one school in the nation, be like, see ya, high school, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably take that too. I, I mean, <laughs> as long as I was... Yeah, I'd take that in, like, every case. <laughs> like, is there any case? No. No, I'd take that. So this is a really smart move by him. And, you know, his goal, his, most people that play college basketball, is to, you know, get into the NBA. So Or this play abroad. It. Or play abroad. Basically do something with a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so, in this year, right, yeah. the their eligibility doesn't count, I don't think. And so, I mean, it doesn't hurt him to play this year, year even if he doesn't um, play that much. Yeah, I don't think so as well. Uh, but e- either way, um, he seems like, since he is ranked number 60th, I doubt that he's going to be one of those four-year players that go the distance anyways. But yeah, uh, you never know. Uh, we might have him for a year, two years, three years, uh, and it'll be great for us any any number of years because uh, apparently this kid is uh, pretty special and this is uh, you know a big deal for Gonzaga. Other big deals for Gonzaga is, as you guys know, Gonzaga has um, not been able to play their last five basketball games because mm-hmm. of COVID. And so um, that's that was kind of a big bummer. <laughs> um, yeah, they and so they have, them. yeah, they've added it back two games, and they're against uh, Northern Arizona University and against Virginia. Brian, do you want to talk about those games? They were The Virginia one was just announced today. Yeah, the Virginia one was announced today, and it's going to be on December 26th, day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be broadcast on CBS, and it's going to be played, it looks like, in a neutral stadium, Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess there'll be a new, and we're going to be playing against the number 17 Virginia Cavaliers, so they are a ranked team. So this should be a good, you know, uh, quality game that shows that we can play against tough teams and uh, hopefully do well. Um uh, something to note is this is the first time Gonzaga's played against a Tony Bennett-led uh, team. We used to hmm. play against Washington Washington State Cougars. He used to be their coach, mm-hmm. and they actually beat us uh, uh, when he was uh, coaching for Washington State. So this game should be a close one. Virginia is always known for their really good defense, mm-hmm. and Gonzaga has, I believe, the ranked number one offense. So. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how those different styles of basketball uh, play out on the court. Yeah, and the game against Northern Arizona. What day is that one on again? Right. So the game in Northern Arizona. These games are all like packed together, right? Yeah, because so, they had to because they missed like a week and a half of basketball. So Gonzaga is basically going to be playing on the twenty eighth, and basically, what we need to know about this game is it is and NAU is not that good, but. But you know what, okay, we were going to be playing four games this past week, and none of the teams were that good. So, I mean, at least we're just making up some games. Right. At this point, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, and my point earlier is they're they're packing uh, most of the games together anyways, like uh, in in the winter break and early January, because that's when you can get a lot of games. and, And basically we have, so I'm looking at the schedule right now, we have, you know, one on the 19th, which is actually another game, which is Iowa. The Number three uh, in the nation. Yeah, three in the nation. One against Northwestern State, which is on the 21st. So Iowa, 19th. Northwestern State, 21st. Then we have Virginia on the 26th. And then we have Northern Arizona on the 28th. And then immediately after that, we have uh, 
Dixie State on the 29th. And then so I think the season starts on the, yeah, and then the season starts on the, the second. conference season. Uh, yeah, conference season starts on the January 2nd. So there's like going to be games like every other like two or three days mm-hmm. uh, for a long time, pretty much for the rest of the way. Uh, I mean, there'll, there'll be some breaks within the conference, but for at least the next 10 games or so, they're going to be pretty much back to back. So let's stay healthy, Zags. We can't be missing more games. We've already missed too many. Yeah, yeah. If 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 they have to go through the two week COVID protocols again, they're gonna miss like, I don't know, like at least five, six, maybe even seven games, depending on where it is within the schedule. So hopefully everyone, you know, keeps their mask on. Mark few. You know, looking at you. Eat bubble gum off the floor. What? <laughs> Not that people are doing that. Uh, yeah, everyone keeps their mask on and uh, stays extra safe because these games uh, matter. These games do matter. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just glad that, you know, hopefully we can start playing again and stay playing instead of mm-hmm. starting and stopping. But I'm also interested to see if any more uh, games get added back and if we could maybe squeeze another game or two in uh, during the conference season against other teams. Like, it'd be nice if we could make up the Baylor game at some point or any team, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The more, games, the more games, the better for us. It's always good to get good practice against, uh, you know, other teams. Practicing against yourself and doing scrimmages are great. But uh, playing against real teams with it in, like, a real game setting is can't be, is unreplaceable. Yeah. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to start your trial and choose your book today. Also wanted to uh, bring up some interesting news about Seattle that I found today. There's some good news and some bad news and... Uh, Brian, hmm, let's see. Should I share the good news or the bad news first? I think the bad news. Uh, End with the good news. Let's go the bad news. Bad news is always funny. (laughs) So, no, this is not as funny, but Seattle is ranked as the saddest metro area in the nation last month. Um, I mean, this time of year is already kind of sometimes depressing because of the lack of the sun and the rain. And, you know, it's it's easy to get down with all that. But then this year, with COVID, that's just made it extra... Um, extra gloomy extra and sad. sad. And so um, about 1.5 million adults in the Seattle metro area reported having feelings of being depressed or hopeless last month. Um, but yeah, the pandemic, I think, is really 
adding to people's stuff. Yeah. Um, And it's part of the new household pulse survey because officials want to see how the pandemic is affecting Americans' mental health. Um, Yeah, I just, I think it's all part of the pandemic, but it is exciting that people are starting to get the vaccine. I think that started like three days ago and, you know, it's going to slowly roll out, but that's exciting. But the good news on the same website, they had another article that said that Seattle has been ranked in the top 10 best USA cities to celebrate Christmas in. So it's been depressing for the last hey. month, but now we're in the top 10 cities to celebrate Christmas. Um, they yeah, based so their... everyone, uh, yeah, just, Christmas is around the corner. Keep your spirits high. Uh, I'm looking at this picture right now, and it's showing... Uh, is, this, is this a picture in Seattle, or is this just some... Random photo. I'm not sure. On this article, this is this is uh, from when they did Enchanted Enchant in T-Mobile Park last year. It's like a big lights festival thing. Um, But this study is from Wallet Hub, which took a look at the 100 biggest U.S. cities and based their rankings on 15 indicators of a safe and affordable Christmas. Um, The indicators ranged from from things like active COVID cases the availability of Christmas traditions, and the city's overall generosity. And so it looks like Seattle is doing all right. Um, the one thing that Seattle really shot out of the water, they said, is generosity. Um, and they said that that's great. And the other top nine cities, if you wanted to know, are uh, San Jose, Honolulu, Oakland, Raleigh, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Portland, and Plano. And Seattle is number 10. So, yay. That's good. It's good to make a top 10 list in a good categories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now to wrap up the podcast, we haven't really talked about The Bachelorette in a while, but we realize that the season finale is next week. So we might as well do this recap this week and then our next podcast, whenever that may be, we'll, um, do, we'll, we'll recap the finale yeah. and we'll do a shout out to the next uh, season of The Bachelor and go over the people that are going to be on that show. But right. Brian, take so, it away. So, yeah, so I'm going to do my best to just uh, summarize the last couple episodes. I'm going to give you a, a very summarized version of this. Um, so basically, this this season, there's only been... There hasn't been really villains, like really bad guys, but there have been, like, there's been some drama. There's been drama, and it's, but it's, it's just it's normal, more, though. Yeah, it's normal drama. And it, mostly it's been uh, between two of the uh uh suitors almost like contestants like <laughs> it's a game show but suitors i should say uh and they are bennett and noah and bennett is this guy from harvard and he likes to brag about it he's like i'm from harvard <laughs> and noah is who knows where he's from but he also likes to tease bennett and that he's from harvard and basically bennett's a little condescending towards noah and noah uh, well, he likes to uh, basically call Bennett a snob the entire time. Well, basically, so, from all the episodes that we haven't covered before, basically that was what the drama circled around. But then this week, Noah and Bennett went home and a few other guys and yeah. were left with the top four. And normally when in the top four, they do hometown dates, but mm-hmm. obviously they've been doing all of the entire season in Palm Springs this year and... They can't just have the Bachelorette and them all traveling around because they have to quarantine all the time. They take forever to film, and so, yeah, so instead, they the families. yeah, they brought their families to them, and the families quarantined for two weeks, 
and then they had the hometown dates at the resort. Right. So uh, one of the candidates, uh, Brendan, uh, he basically brought his little niece uh, Mm -hmm. as basically his representation of the family. Well, and and his uh, brother and his wife. Yeah, his brother and his wife there, too. And basically, uh, you know, Atisha got to meet them. And uh, that was basically their story. Um, then then we had Zach, who's from New York. And he basically had, like, this cardboard cutout of a taxi that he basically took uh, Tasha around uh, in. They had, <laughs> so like, they, a they New York slice. The, the they had yeah, a, they did New York things while they're in Palm Springs. Exactly. So she, she had a slice of pizza. Uh, she had to practice hailing a taxi, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff like that. So that was, that was, uh, so that's the two of them. And now there's two left. There's Ivan. And do you remember what Ivan did? I honestly, yeah, Ivan, they he... cooked some Filipino food together. Oh, that's right. They cooked Filipino food together. Um, and then Ben, uh, he went rollerblading with, he's uh, from, uh, Newport beach or something in California. I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was their hometowns. And the biggest, the biggest takeaway was she could only pick three out of those four. And basically she really liked, uh, what's his name? Ben. But the problem with Ben was he never told her that he actually liked her back. So she had no idea. And she's like, okay, well, I know the other three like me. So bye Ben. (laughs) And then, you know, what makes it even more tragic is, He's like, he's like, I should tell her that I love her, but he never does it. He tells Chris Harrison, but he doesn't <laughs> tell her. <laughs> he's like, Chris Harrison, I love Tasha. And then he's he like, gets in the car. That? He he's gets like, in the car no? to leave, and he's like, I should have told her. And then he like had the shocked look on his face, like, Yeah, you've been talking about telling her forever, and then you just never did, and now it's too late. So, oh, it's, it's I really, but the thing is, I do like the top three guys. I mean, I think, I mean, it's been such like a short. In weird season that who knows i think she'll probably get engaged but i don't who knows if it'll last what do you think uh well you never know if these things last what's like the record only one of them's actually completely last only one bachelor has ever done it but lots of bachelorettes have oh okay i guess women are less picky then <laughs> or they pick I don't know better if that's the moral or they pick better exactly that that, that might be the better moral um <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, honestly, I feel like since it's a condensed season and, you know, they weren't traveling around, they weren't really introduced to that many, you know, stressful new environments. There wasn't that much drama. So I don't know if she actually, like, seen, like, these Well, plus she had, like, four less weeks than normal because Yeah, she's had four less weeks as well because, yeah, Claire just came in and was like, oh, I already know who I'm going to marry, like, week day one or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that really messed things up. But... Yeah, I think she has three good guys to pick among. There's there's no wrong choice. I my pick is Brendan. I think Brendan's going to win because they both uh they both had are previously divorced and they were they felt uh they bonded a lot over of that. Shame. They bonded bonded over it and they both like felt shamed over, over it and they bonded over it like I said like you said. And uh I feel like that's going to carry it carry it home, I feel. Mm-hmm. Just a deeper emotional connection than just generally you know, dating some random person. Uh, so well, yeah, that quickly at least. Friend. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. that uh, maybe he'll win. I don't really know. I feel like sometimes on these seasons, you like 
are like, oh, I really hope that they pick so-and-so, but this time I'm like, eh, I don't really know, because the first four weeks were just centered all around Dale, didn't know anyone else, and now I'm like, okay, now there's three guys left, had less time to get to know them, plus they haven't been doing, like, super exciting dates like normal too, like you said, so. Yeah, because they all have to stay within the uh, the resort uh, <laughs> location, right? So, you know, rollerblading around is probably the fanciest thing they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they have a pool and they have, yeah, they really can't do much. But, uh, yeah, so that's my prediction. And then let's see, how many episodes do we have left? We have two, I There's uh, one on Monday and one on Tuesday. Yeah, so two episodes left. So next time we talk, uh, there will be a, hopefully, a husband for Tasha, <laughs> or at least a... Fiance. Uh, Beyonce, I should say. They're not going that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, I also wanted to give a shout out. Um, we just actually today reached 40,000 listens on this podcast, which is huge. I was looking back and we actually hit. So we've been doing this for about two and a half years, a little bit over two and a half years. Right. And we hit 20,000 listens in February of this year. So that means in 10 months, we've doubled the amount of listens we had had in a little less than two years there, which is pretty cool. That is good progress. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, we also hit 500 Instagram followers this week. So thanks for listening. Thanks for following on Instagram. If I mean, we just post about the episodes there. But thanks for listening. And we are not going to be podcasting next week because of Christmas. But maybe we'll podcast the week after or in the new year. So anyways, hope you guys all have a good Christmas. Stay safe. Yep. Happy holidays. Stay safe. We'll see you in a few weeks. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.